Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. Anything I could do to support you, let me know. I'm here for you, and I highly recommend you connect with these epic guests like Aaron, who's about to come on. Like, Don't hold back. Ask for support. Connect. Say what your favorite parts are of interviews. That is the way that I've gotten to where I am today is I just like talk to people. I talk to people. Erin's a human being just like you. Even though she's the guest, she's a featured guest, she's an expert on breaking people through their BS and self-sabotage, she still loves to talk to people. And so do I and so does every other guest on here. So remember that. Okay. Never, never think that you know people like Lewis Howes or Tom Bilyeu or Grant Cardone or Ed Milet or all these epic people, they are 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 on some kind of pedestal. So I think that's what creates so much separation in this world. So remember that we are all connected. We are all uh, divinely equal, so to speak. And uh, connect with these people in any way I could support you. Let me know if you want to be a guest on the Twelve Hour Marathon. Let's talk about that. If you want to launch your podcast, let's talk about that. Anything else I could do to support you? Let me know. Next up is the iTunes review of the week, and this week the iTunes review is by Christian Mojiso. Christian says, "Great show. The host Chris is awesome. He brings high energy to every show, and as a result, makes each episode exciting." Exciting. He brings very knowledgeable guests to talk about business, but he isn't solely focused on business. He also provides powerful information about how to succeed as a person and become your greatest possible self. I highly recommend this podcast. Christian, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that review. And if you want a chance at getting celebrated as our featured review of the week, go to beyourgps.com forward slash iTunes or search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self or Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store and give us a review. Let us know what you love about the show, what you want to see more of, how we can improve it. We love that, and it helps us to keep growing the show. So thank you so much in advance for doing that, and I love you. Stay tuned in. We, we are just getting started in this party. I'm going to introduce Aaron in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this woman is a fire cracker and she's got some like gnarly success with what she's teaching like gnarly is a good thing i don't some people are like what does that mean gnarly it's it's a good thing it's like awesome get stoked get empowered get fired up because it's it's really really cool stuff so definitely stay around till the end of this interview because one idea one of these principles one of this um this information this conversation has the power to change the rest of your life so stay tuned grab a piece of paper and a pen be ready to take notes and let's have a blast. Let's introduce Aaron and we'll bring her on. Most people think that it takes a ton of effort and time to remove rent mental roadblocks and alleviate the self-sabotage that holds us back. <gasps> I used to think that. But Aaron Field, the founder of the Mind Fix Group, has a track record of getting lightning fast results for her clients. And the results are permanent. 
Her work and words have been featured in books, magazines, podcasts, webinars, newspaper columns, and events and conferences, and she's given keynote talks and presentations on instincts and human behavior. Her signature program has an unheard of 95.6% success rate. That's like 19 out of 20 people. And that last person, they didn't even want success. They, they were like, ah, I kind of want it, but they actually didn't. You know, no, I'm just kidding. She'll, she'll let us know. But uh, that's that's a really, really high success, success rate in terms of um, completion, coaching, different things like that. We'll dive into that. And the average time it takes her clients to see measurable results in areas they've been stuck in for years is just 10 days. Oh my goodness gracious, I'm stoked to find out more about this. Erin, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I am ready to rock the house. Yes, indeed. We're alive! <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And I'm excited to dive into MindFix and all the beautiful results you're creating in the world. And, uh, you know, it, it still blows my mind because I'm still trying to remove and let go of that old paradigm of things taking a really long time to, to break through them. So I'm excited to dive in. Cool. Let's do it. Yes. Let's start with this theme, which may be totally contradictory to where you want to go with this conversation. But <laughs> the, the power of repetition, Aaron. What does that mean for you? Oh my God. I, I, I know I saw the, the theme. I was like, uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh shoot. Like I might be on the wrong. Like I think what I'm, I'm here today to provide simply an alternative um, possibility about repetition. Like if you had all of your guests show up and say the same thing about repetition, that wouldn't be very worthwhile. Right. So I think I might simply be here tonight to share an, a different perspective Let's break on, the on repetition. Break the mold I open, actually, Aaron. Yeah, I see Let's it. You know, it. I see it differently than than a lot of people. <laughs> so what do you see differently? <laughs> <laughs> Good question, right? So. A lot of times, um, repetition can be a very powerful way to change. Okay. Um, it works. It's been shown to work. But typically with repetition comes lots of time. Yeah. Right? So if you repeat something to yourself three times, or if you repeat a statement to yourself once for seven days, not a whole lot happens, right? Like when you really want to change and you want to use repetition as your lever, it usually, for the most part, I'm sure there are exceptions, comes along with lots of time. Like yeah. you do reps in the gym. You don't do three reps and then suddenly have a huge bicep. You need to be in there working out regularly, doing lots of reps for many days. Um, you know, and, and there are hacks and shortcuts where you can lift heavier weight and you don't have to do so many reps. Mm -hmm. um, but typically, I, I think repetition is a beautiful way to change. I just usually don't have the patience, especially when it comes to changing things within myself, to use repetition as, as the mechanism or lever. I think there are, there have, in the past decade, there have been discoveries and ways that people can change that are more effective and efficient. They they, you may, there may be trade-offs that may be more expensive, um, but at the same time, if you don't have to wait weeks, months, years mm. to change, and you know that there's other options that don't require repetition, that can be really exciting and empowering for people. 
Amen. Amen. I love it. So let's start diving in specifically with how you coach people, how you help them break through self-sabotage. Just in your own words, won't share what you do for your clients and what you're standing for uh, in the world, Aaron. Sure. So typically people show up and, and work with us when they realize that they're getting in their own way. So they've tried gathering more information. They've read books. They've watched videos. They've gone to trainings and webinars and gathering more information hasn't helped them. So typically, in addition to gathering more information, a lot of these people have gone and tried to change their habits or their behaviors. Um, they've gone and they've tried to be more firm and say no and set boundaries more often. Or they've tried to, they've taken sales training and they're like, I'm going to talk about money and have the difficult conversations. And yet, they keep trying to change their habits and behaviors and change who they are. And they just find themselves back at, at the starting point. Mm. So people come to us when they've tried to collect information, tried to change their behaviors and habits, tried to change how they think or what they're feeling. And they're just not going anywhere. And so they typically have a sense of being stuck and they have a sense of, you know what? I think I'm in my own way. Mm. It's not someone else out there. It's not my team member who's not doing a good job. It's not, I can't point the finger at something else anymore. I really think it's me. So those are the people that typically come to work with us. And when they show up, they usually have some, at least one. I don't think, actually, I don't know if we've ever had a person who just had one. They show up with a handful, at least, of patterns that, and things they want to change about their life. We're basically the magic wand. And people go around and they go, if I could change anything about me in my life, what could, what would I change? Yeah. What would have the most impact? The mo how could I make the most money, experience the most relief, be a completely different, you know, upgraded version of myself? So when people come to work with us, right, best possible self. Yes. So when people come to work with us, they'll have they'll bring along challenges that they've tried to fix with coaches and courses and books and information and blah, 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 mm -hmm. but haven't been able to. And that can look like in real life, it could be things like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. um, where people are going to meetings and giving talks at conferences. And yet they always feel like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. I don't know enough. You know, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud. It could look like difficulty setting boundaries. It could be money blocks. It could be mm -hmm. fear of failure fear of success, um, uh, really harsh, ultra-critical uh, self-talk. Yeah. Um, it could be self-doubt. Uh, we've had people who have had issues with guilt in the business place or um, issues with you know winning at life and then feeling like they don't deserve it. So they have everything that everybody wants and yet they can't even enjoy it. So whatever it is, it's different for every single person, yeah. but they show up and they're like, this could be different. My whole life, my experience of life would be different. And so they get to show up and tell us what they want to change. They get to determine what their curriculum is and what is going to be different at the end of their experience with us. And then we sit down. Usually there's a sprint phase for about two and a half months where we work intensely with them. And I say intensely, but but not a lot. We're talking like a couple hours a week. This right. is, you know, that's about it. And we do a sprint phase. And usually by the end of that sprint, everything that they've asked for with their magic wand is done. Like the guilt is gone. The imposter syndrome is gone. Um, fear of failure, self-doubt. Like it's just 
dissolved and it no longer holds them back. Mm. And we usually we have an integration period where people kind of go off and experience this new life and what it's like to be this upgraded version of themselves. And then many people will come back and sometimes will kind of clean things off because as people level up, there's all sorts of new things new they stuff, never even yeah. imagined. Yep. And, and we get to work with them in that way. So that's, that's kind of what it looks like when, when people work with us. It's not, it's not a group coaching. It's not like, here's a training. There's no videos to watch. Everything is one-on-one -on -one working directly with the person to completely eliminate the challenges in a short period of time. A lot of these people have been going to therapy or working with coaches for 5, 10, 20. We've had some people 30, 40 years. Mm. And they come to us and again, like clockwork, within three months, it's gone. Dang. This is rad. Okay, so um, I want to dive into the specific, you know, methodology of of MindFix in just a bit. Before that, let's go back into your journey, Aaron, and sure. let's talk about how did you how did you get to where we are today? Ooh, it was a very painful. <laughs> it was not one that I ever in a million years could have planned out. I am a planner. I'm one of those people. I like to plan everything out. I like yeah. to have everything organized in my calendar. I like to know what I'm going to do when I wake up in the morning. Couldn't have planned this if I had had a million years to plan it. So um, I, I ran an agency, uh, a web agency for 16 years. I did it straight out of graduate school. It was all I ever knew. And around year 12 or so, maybe 11 or 12, I started to have this nagging feeling of, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> um, things are going really well. Revenue is going, revenue and profits going up every single year. We're scaling. We've got Fortune 500 clients. We're nationally ranked. Mm. Um, we're making millions for our clients and millions for ourselves. And things are just going phenomenally. And yet I'd be waking up in the morning going, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. It, it just, it just don't. And I was losing the passion that I'd had when I started things up. And yet at the same time, I didn't know what else I could possibly do. It was all I ever knew. It was what I'd gone to school for. It's, it's the only thing I knew. So I was quite terrified. And I spent some time trying to look around and taking, you know, like, what is your unique ability type <laughs> books about what am I good at and what could I possibly do? And nothing really helped. Um, so as I was going about this journey of trying to figure out what's next, mm -hmm. um, life kind of hit me, like kicked me in the butt and, and I didn't have a choice and I, I couldn't think about it any longer. So what ended up happening is I was training for a six day mountain bike stage race mm -hmm. and it was getting like probably within two or three months of the race. And one day I stepped off my bike, like I had a million times before. And there was this little electric twinge in my left ankle. Had never had an injury there, didn't twist it, nothing, just a little boop. And I thought that was weird. Huh. Went home. And within three days, I suddenly had chronic pain mm. out of nowhere. Absolutely no idea why. So I started off with, but you know, going to see some physical therapists and the massage therapist and chiropractor. And none of them knew what was going on. No big deal. And then but then a couple weeks went by, and then a couple months. And I couldn't bike and the pain started to spread. And so I started to go see, you know, orthopedic experts and more experts and more experts. Um, very, very long story short, I ended up in a back surgeon's office who then sent me to a brain surgeon. 
Um, so I went from being this healthy 30 something to sitting by myself, shaking uncontrollably with terror in a brain surgeon's office going, what is wrong with me? Um, I spent over two years living a groundhog's day of absolute pain combined with doctors not knowing what's wrong with you going, honey, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You should go see that doctor. (laughs) You know, and then it would be like three weeks before I could get in and four weeks before they get the test results. And I'd sit around every day waking up going, pain's still there. Mm. And I was so miserable. And as this saga continued, I got worse and worse. And then my mental state really started to deteriorate. I started to get incredibly anxious about my future and incredibly depressed that I couldn't bike, I couldn't achieve, I couldn't build my business. I was in all this pain. So it got bad. It got really bad. I was in physical pain, depressed, anxious, just just at the end of my rope. So I started to, I, I became fully suicidal. I just was like, I have nothing to live for. Every day is the same. I I don't want to be around anymore. So I, I had to go see some therapists. And there was one day, one day in particular, when one of them was talking to me. And she looked me in the eyes and she said, you know, the reason why you're miserable is not your pain. Because honestly, on the scale of things, people have way worse pain than what you have. Like it's, it's not that bad. She's like, I'm not downplaying it, but honestly, like you can walk around and get around and drive yourself around. You're, you're, you're okay. Your issue really is your mental lens through which you you see your life. You know, you're going around looking at the same things as everybody else, but the way you see things is so skewed. Mm. You have all sorts of outdated programming and old limiting beliefs and just bizarre assumptions about how the world works and things that have to be a certain way and all of this rigidity and it's all just accumulated over the years and it's really causing you to be miserable and it is going to be the end of you unless you do something about it and i thought that was really fascinating um you know instead of just standard therapy where it's like this happened in the past and, and just talking about stuff so i said how do i change what's going on up here that's right like how do I do it? I've done the affirmations. I've read the books. I've been, I've, I've done the EMDR stuff. I've tried guided meditations and relax. How do I change it? Like, so that not just up here, but I like feel it yeah. and I believe it. Yeah. How do I unprogram myself? Please tell me. And she gave me some answer about, oh, it's going to take, you know, years. <laughs> And you're going to have to increase the number of visits that you come to see me to three times. Of course, times of course. Stuff like that. I'm sitting there going like, uh-uh. I was like, I'm going to figure this out myself. Yeah. And so I set off and that's what I set off to do. And it took me a while and there were lots of explosions along the way, but I became my own science experiment. And I figured out this, this formula and a combination of different methodologies that was absolutely beautiful, helped me unpack and start to get out of my pain, clean my mental lens. And then before I knew it, I suddenly had friends who were looking for help. And then suddenly clients who had worked with me at the agency were coming around like privately going, hey, could you help me out with this? Before I knew it, I had a wait list and I had a line of people out the door. And all of the work that I was doing was so fulfilling because instead of just building beautiful websites, People would work with me and they'd be like, you changed my life. Yeah. I'm not getting divorced. I have freedom and clarity for the first time. Now I know what peace is. And it was just so consistent every single time. I was like, oh, I just, like it took me a while and then it hit me in the face. And I was like, 
this is what I'm meant to do. This is my next thing. And that was when I started to shutter the agency, close it down, and then focus completely on on helping people change their lives really quickly. Wow. So powerful. You mentioned the you you shut down the agency, you know, kind of like took it down. What was the hardest part about closing that and making the transition to this full time? I'm actually I'm in, I'm in the process. It's like this long, slow game of attrition yeah. where we stopped taking on new clients, but we had so much recurring revenue and retainer clients and everything from over the years yeah. that what we said is we're going to keep servicing and, and taking care of you. Yeah. We're just not taking on new clients. So it's been just this slow process where where everything is starting to kind of drop yeah. and probably within the next year we'll we'll officially shutter it. But um, it was it was just scary. It was kind of like, this is all I've ever known, mm. ever. This is everything. This has been my baby that I started as just me and that I scaled. And, and you know, when I was young, I was like, this is what I'll do for the rest of my life. Of course, mm. you just do one thing. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was frightening taking the leap. And, and mm. you know, the day when I changed my LinkedIn profile to say that I'm no longer, you know, an agency owner, I, I own... And I founded MindFix in yeah. the day when we had these large clients coming in. There was probably a project for probably half a million dollars that came in like the week that I said, no, we're not going to do this anymore. And it was sitting here going, well, that could be a good project, but no, like yeah. I'm drawing the line. I'm moving forward and I'm, I'm fully committed. Wow. That's beautiful. Um, what What do you think stops people from taking that leap in whatever it is that they're, you know, dealing with. And I think you mentioned a couple of things that might be stopping them or blocking them, but um, to, to leave the thing that got someone to a certain point in life, to let it go and like to take the leap into something that's more aligned with them and their truth and their purpose. What do you yeah. think stops them? There's so many different things. I think it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if someone had said on day one that I need to that I need to just stop the agency and then start this new company, hmm. I probably would have said no. Like I want to make I want to test it. I want to make sure that our results are consistent. I want to make sure I've got something really great before I let go of this yeah. other thing. You know, so I think the timing is different for everybody. Some people just like to jump and burn their bridges. I'm not that person. <laughs> no, I, I, I kept running the agency and I played on the side yeah. and fine tuned yeah. and tweaked and exploded things, you know, on the side until I was like, I've got something just rock solid and, and I feel confident and I feel ready. So sometimes people say you have to burn your bridges and make this big jump. I didn't. And it worked really, really well for me. Right. To answer your question, though, in terms of what might be holding people back from making a transition it can be so many things. Some people just have a, a, a really deep fear of failing. Mm -hmm. And they'll, so they'll hold on to what they know, um, mm -hmm. even if they're not happy with it, because the idea of failing is so powerful and so scary for them. Other people will never take the leap because they just don't have confidence in themselves. They mm -hmm. don't have the, the sense that whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. I can do this. I have the capabilities and the competencies to make something really successful, even through the trials and tribulations that I'm sure to encounter. Um, and then other people just may not yet have found their why or the mechanism for them to express themselves in something that's going to keep them passionate. So 
could be a number of different things or a combination. Yeah, right. Multiple ones, right? Like, let's let's bring them all to the table. Let's dance in this in this stew in this cocktail. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, totally. what is how does that relate to you know like taking the leap? Um, in terms of like holding oneself back, would you say that that's that's the same thing, or are they different kind of experiences? Hmm. I would say that if someone feels like they're ready mm. and they know they want to move forward, but they're not, mm. that, that, that's, that's what holding yourself looks back. Getting looks in like. your own way. Yeah. yeah. That's getting in your own way. That's different than saying, you know what? I'm a really, I'm a process oriented person. I like mm. to check my boxes. I'm, I'm thorough and I'm going to do some due diligence before I move forward, mm, you know, now someone like that can actually start getting in their own way. If they got caught up in cycles of perfectionism or procrastination, where it's like, I need 8,000 clients before I actually open the doors where, where if it becomes so extended that it's ridiculous and you <laughs> get to a point where it's like, you're being, this is way beyond due diligence. This is going into, um, you're being silly land. Right. That that's holding yourself back. Being mm. careful, being cautious, being confident about your methodology, and saying this is what I want it to look like is great. Mm. But but when you're calm, when you know you want to move forward and you just don't, when you have this goal and your actions don't line up with that mm. goal consistently, repeatedly over time, you're probably holding yourself back. Mm. Mm. Well, that's that's like it's. I feel people's purpose, people living their greatest possible self, being fulfilled in life. I feel like oftentimes it's our own doing. We might blame or justify with external things and circumstances and people, uh, but usually, like like you said, it's like the the lens that we're seeing life through in our own perspective that is really keeping us stuck versus something outside of us. And it's crazy too, because if you take this lens metaphor, you know, if we took a little magic wand and hit your lenses on your glasses right now and gave them a, a really dark red tint, hmm. and then you and I went for a walk, we would both be looking at things and I'd point to something and I'd go, do you see that that's blue? And you'd go, Aaron, it's red. And you would be <laughs> so insistent and you would, be, you would be so confident and you'd be like, there is no other possible way to say this Aaron but you're crazy it is red and we could sit there and have an argument and that and, and it would go nowhere mm. because what you see is it, it truly is that filter that impacts how events in the world and yourself how they all occur to you and how you perceive them mm. so in in your program, when people work with you for two and a half, three months, like they'll get access to certain exercises, processes that will like really make transformations, big transformations. Um, what what can people start doing today? Is there anything that they could start doing to like move themselves forward, to shift that lens, to um, get to a more clear, resourceful state or place? Yeah, there's a couple things that are like kind of the first baby steps that people can take. Because when when people work with us in the one-on-one, -on -one, that's when we're able to start clearing the lens and changing, you know, changing everything. But I mean, there's like mindset 101 <laughs> is like what I'm sure everybody talks about doing basic mindfulness and meditation exercises mm. 
really does help to drain accumulated um, subconscious stress. Mm -hmm. So when our primitive brain, which handles, you know, fight, flight, freeze, when that starts to accumulate stress over time, we become far more reactive. You know, our stress buckets get full and all it takes is a little drop and suddenly it's overflowing and little things like a, a, an email or a complaint from a client can feel like a really big deal to us, right? So things like having a basic meditation practice of any variety, there are so many different types out there for every type of person, but having a basic daily med or regular meditation practice can really help um, drain the accumulated subconscious stress, increase your mind's sense of safety, mm. and bring a sense of calm that allows us to be more rational, to think things through, and to be far, far less reactive. Mm. So that's something anybody can do like at no cost and start immediately. Um, it, you know, you can go and Google and watch a YouTube video and you can be meditating in the next 15 minutes. Right. And that that's something that's so powerful because anybody can do it. So that's, mm. that's one possibility. That's good. Something that helps people uncover what's actually going on behind the scenes with their patterns, though. Mm. I call it like the million-dollar gold nugget question. And this is something that I probably subconsciously ask myself like 100 times a day. Maybe mm. not 100. That's exaggerating. <laughs> Many times a day. Um, and it's an important part of our process as we work with clients is when we get stuck and we find ourselves um, experiencing patterns, where whether it's, oh my God, I get triggered every time that person gives me constructive feedback, I get really upset. Or we have a feeling every time someone says something, I feel really sad. Or a behavior where I can't stop um, telling people what to do. Right. Whatever it is, whenever we find ourselves engaged in a pattern, what we can do is pause for a moment, like take a breath and ask ourselves, what would I have to believe in order to keep experiencing this over and over again? Yes. That question is so incredibly powerful and can lead to an absolute gold mine of insights. And it really leads to, to, it allows people to uncover a lot of times what the root causes of their behaviors are. Because our beliefs, what we actually believe to be true, determine the thoughts that we have, the emotions that we feel. And those two things combined determine the behaviors that mm. we partake in as right. we go throughout the day. So if someone, say, finds themselves compulsively, um, spell checking every email, reading a social media post 10 times before it goes up, you know, <laughs> proofing things for a week instead of getting it out, sending draft designs to clients only if it's 100% perfect, even if they may say, no, I don't like it and it goes into the garbage. Like, mm. let's say somebody finds themselves getting sucked into the horror of absolute perfectionism on a regular basis. They may say, you know what? I'm going to pause and I'm going to ask myself, what would I have to believe in order to keep experiencing this over and over again? Wow. And they may find that when they're quiet, what starts bubbling up to the surface um, are statements like, what makes me valuable is being perfect. Mm. What makes me important is being perfect. 
If I'm not perfect, clients will leave me. If I'm not perfect, bad things will happen. And you'll have like, you'll, you, you can collect over time, like a pretty an interesting cluster yeah. of beliefs where if you write them out and you look at them, you go, yeah, it feels real. Yeah. feels like the truth. Mm. Yep. Feels like the truth. Yep. Feels like the truth. So if you and I were to, to, to meet someone who believed that clients will go away if I'm not perfect, what mm. makes me important and valuable is being perfect. And perfect is required in order to be a good business person. If we met someone like that, if you met someone like that tonight, would you be shocked to find out that they can't stop their perfectionistic tendencies? No. It would make complete and total sense, right? Yeah. Because some part of them believes that. That's the mental programming. That's the operating system. That's the program that's running in their subconscious mind. They can try to use the 5% of their mind, the conscious mind, to try and push it down and go, that's ridiculous. I don't believe that. Like a beach ball, like try to push it under the water. (laughs) I don't believe that. No way. I don't believe that. I know that sometimes I can hand over something and it's only 80% and I don't get fired. I know it's not always true. So the the conscious mind will try to override it. Or you can read books or say affirmations to try to override it. But at the end of the day, that cluster of beliefs, that list Hmm. is firmly lodged in your subconscious mind. And that is running the show. And that's why when you try to change your habits or or your behaviors, right? I'm I'm just going to write this email and I'm not going to spell check it. I'm just going to send it. Can you do it? Gun to your head? Yes. You, You literally could hit send. But... You're pushing against the emotions of anxiety. Mm. You're pushing against the thoughts of, I'm not going to be okay and the client's going to hate me if, I, if there's typos. You're pushing against the emotions and the thoughts that are there simply because you have those beliefs. Mm. So when you try to change your behaviors, you're pushing against emotions, you're pushing against thoughts, you're pushing against the root beliefs that are causing everything. So, so many people try to change their habits and they try to change their behaviors and they yeah. go, why is this so hard? Why is there so much resistance when at the end of the day, if you go in and you pluck out the beliefs Mm. that are there, just the way that you can dissolve and eliminate the belief in Santa Claus for a child and then it goes away for the rest of their lives. If you can pull out the beliefs, the thoughts instantly change, the emotions instantly change, and then the behaviors change without effort, without time, without working hard at it. Everything down the line changes. Just like... When you pluck out that belief of, of Santa Claus from a little kid, they no longer leave out milk and cookies. It never <laughs> occurs to them to do that. Their behavior instantly changes for the rest of their lives. They never have to remind themselves. Wow. They never have to put up sticky notes going, don't, don't put out milk and cookies. It's actually mom and dad. Wow. It just happens, right? That's the powerful way is to work this way Mm. to create change instead of what most people do, including most books and change behaviorists saying, try to change your actions. It's just, you can, it's just way too much work and effort and it's very draining. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time. And like, 
People are missing out on a quality of life, on fulfillment, on connection, on fun, on happiness, on joy, because they're doing it the slow way instead of, uh, you know, doing mind fix and working with you in three months and ha- seeing life from a completely different perspective. You know, I love the the rose colored or dark red colored glasses analogy because it's it's so true. Like, how do we clean those lenses? Well, the very first thing is to become aware of what are the beliefs that what is the red you know like let's let's get specific on what's your shade of red that someone might be experiencing i call it head trash right Mm. like these little pieces of head of trash these little tiny pieces of head trash get glommed onto (laughs) our mental lens over time which is what we you know how events occur to us and just over time sometimes people's lenses like mine did Mm. get really really dirty And so when you go about experiencing your life, things get skewed. It's that dark red, right? But you don't know it's there. It's powerful. And I love, I love how emotive you are, Aaron. You're like, just like, you know, like different sounds and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I didn't even realize I was making, I guess I do. You do. You do. It's good. It's good. I think it brings animation, brings life to what you do. And I'm curious with the, uh, you know, the, the web design background, that's more of like a, a technical background. You know, I'm, I'm an engineer. I got, got my engineering degree and I was surrounded by people who were not very animated, more, more, uh, you know, rigid, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yep. So I have, a, I have a feeling some of the animation expressiveness came after doing this work that, that you're sharing with us today. I'm, I'm, it, I have a it, feeling. It did. But honestly, I was always, I had, um, at the agency when I started, I definitely had my strengths more in the design end of the spectrum yeah. than in the programming. Mm-hmm. I initially did both, but the very first thing I started delegating about a year into my business was like the programming and the coding totally. so that I could actually do a bit more of the design. So I did have some of this expressiveness like awesome. in me for the long run. I love it. The, the seed was there. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So the first step is to get clear. What are those beliefs that we've been resisting and like really fighting against? And when we have clarity on that, then we can start to make a different decision. And I think just like being aware of it causes mm-hmm. it to dissolve, causes the power Power over us to to like diminish. So I would say, interestingly enough, what what we just talked about, kind of figuring out what those um, core beliefs are mm-hmm. that our subconscious mind is holding on to. I would actually say that that's step two. Mm. The first thing that people can do, and that's really important, because sometimes people skip and they start to explore. They they sign up for courses that's like find your limiting beliefs or eliminate these beliefs. And I think that's ridiculous. I think it's so silly to go in and just pull at stuff. It's like pulling at, going into like a circuit or like, I don't know, going to a circuit board and just like pulling out random wires and hoping something happens. So I think the most powerful thing, the first step I think people can do when they're serious about changing is getting really clear Hmm. on what they want to change. That has to happen first. What are the patterns that you experience regularly that you want to that you want to see change in if you had a magic wand what do you want to have different in your life 
Do you want to not get angry when your spouse messes up? Do you want to not get triggered when you're at work and something happens? Do you want to have confidence when you go up on stage and not feel like a total fake? Like mm. what, it, what keeps happening to you over and over and over again where you're like, I want this to be different. Mm. So getting clear on the patterns that you want to change yeah. is actually step number one. And that's not always something that you can just knock out in five minutes. It's something that people need to take their time with. And as they go throughout their week, kind of become more mindful and become mm. more aware. You know, like I noticed that I do not start work until 10 a.m. and I'm on mm. Facebook and, and I, I, or I notice every time I start work, I have a pit in my stomach and my throat closes up. I want to be able to start working and feel great. I need this, mm. this pattern in my body to be gone. So coming up with that list of patterns mm. is, is definitely step one. Um, then with each pattern, you can ask yourself that million dollar question and that will uncover a lot of those beliefs mm -hmm. that are actually powering and causing the patterns to repeat over and over again. Yeah. Plus it helps to have someone like you, Aaron, who's able to like identify what are the, the sure. patterns that are like actually making a difference. Cause I think some people are at the level where they're like, I don't know, I want more money. I don't know. I, like I want, I want a better relationship. I don't know. I just like, I, I want, you know, to be healthy again. Like I just feel like I'm not healthy and they haven't identified those trigger points. And I think that working with you would be able to expedite that process of like, okay, let's laser focus, go through this. And, and you like hold people's hand through identifying that, which their, their greatest blocks are, which they might not even know. And then like the, what they want, what they want to change and then their greatest blocks so that they can speed it up. And another way that people can start to uncover that themselves though, is mm -hmm. let's say they're like, all I know is I want to make more money. And that's all they know. And they're like, I don't really have any blocks. You can simply ask the question, why aren't you doing that right now? Mm. Like, what's stopping you? And you'll get answers that fall into two buckets. Mm. Like bucket A is, well, my boss is a jerk. Or I don't have the right education. Or, you know, something technical or something outside of them. Where mm. you can say, you know what? Go get an education, mm. go work for another boss, go have a conversation with your boss. You can go do something like go take that action. And if that's all that's standing in your way, then in a week you'll be good. Right. right. Because right. that's all that's standing in your way. So that's kind of like bucket A. And I've had people come to me and they're like, I'm interested in your program. We'll have our initial conversation. And at the end, you know, this literally just happened yesterday. I got to the end and I said, it sounds like you just need to train your sales team better to close more calls and you're going to be really happy. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, there you go. I got a name for a sales trainer. Like that's all you need to do. There was nothing internally, nothing he wow. wanted to change about himself. We just figured out he was frustrated. His sales were down and all he was, all that was going on is the sales people weren't doing great. And I was like, let's improve the sales people's closing rates and you'll be a happy guy. And he's like, that's everything. I was like, okay, I'm not sure why you called, but I will connect <laughs> you to a, to a great sales trainer. Yeah. And that was it. So that's kind of bucket A. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you ask people, why aren't you achieving the goal? You know, I'm not in shape. I, I don't have X. I don't have Y. It's like, well, let's get you a plan. You can move forward. Mm -hmm. Now, for the people who realize, who have tried those things or who go, actually, um, I'm really scared. I'm mm. too scared to leave my job. 
Like, or I don't know, I, I can't sell. I read the books, but I'm too scared to bring up money. Mm. Or I'm actually really struggling to get clarity because all I hear is doubt and all these, you know, you can't do it stuff in my head every day, every time I think about it. That's the type of, those are the types of patterns that where mm. people are stuck, they're getting in their own way. And another book, another course, another coach, another training is not going to solve the problem. You can't just say, go take this course and then everything gets better. Those are the people that we work with. So it's interesting because sometimes when people really ask that question, why aren't I getting toward, you know, moving forward towards where I want to go? Mm. If it's in, if, it, if the answer is something in bucket A, sometimes all you need is like the right advice or mm. the right book or the right coach and you can be on your way so sometimes people don't need to do a lot of deep internal work a lot of people do but sometimes they don't <laughs> just to get to the next level yeah um so it's, it's helpful for people to ask themselves that question and figure mm. out do i have something just that's like a systemic issue that i can solve on my own mm. or is this deeper is this me is this more internal so i'd say step one is figuring out what patterns do you want to change yeah. You know, which comes from, and if people don't know that, they can go to step zero. What goals do I want to have to do? You know, what goals do I want? And then step one, what's getting in the way? Yeah. And then the million dollar question, what in the world would I have to believe mm. in order to keep experiencing this over and over again? This is so powerful, Aaron. This is like like super gold. And I think the two two distinctions of types of people, like I think oftentimes like people make things a lot bigger than they need to be. And so like just doing the first step, they might have a challenge with that. But also I know that there's a lot of people, especially in personal development, who've done the courses, who've like read the books, who listen to the podcasts all the time. And it's like no matter what they do, they can't seem to make any traction. They can't seem to get ahead. And I, I love how you empower both groups of people to say, hey, here's your next step. Either, you know, if you're if you're stuck and getting in your own way, let's talk. And if you just need to go take the damn steps and take the damn steps. <laughs> just take them. You can do it. And then and then when you're like, go take the steps and they go, well, actually, I'm a little I'm like, okay, maybe you're over right, here. Oh, you're in the other bucket. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned like this, you know, this is your, your purpose in life to be doing this. It lights you up. Uh, what is, what is your favorite part about working with your clients? And, um, yeah, what's your favorite part? Oh my God. My favorite part hands down is getting the, the notes from the clients that roll in every single day, like mm -hmm. five days a week from the clients talking about the changes that they're experiencing. I like on our, we put it, we put them up on our results page on our website. I mean, I have things like, you know, I've been stuck at six figures for the last 10 years within three months, you know, I've hit my first seven figure year wow. or people who are doing eight figures who are like, I've, I've had all the success in the world. Every, everything was so successful and yet I couldn't enjoy it. Mm. And now I'm enjoying life for the first time. I've had you know, spouses who write in going, you've saved our family. Everything is different. Our kids are different. You have people going, I've never experienced calm or, or joy, or I've never, I got off my anxiety medication, like whatever their blocks were, the notes that people write, I, I will, I can't imagine ever that ever getting old. That just is like rocket fuel for me every single day. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite part. I'm very big about 
you know, empowering people and helping them change so quickly, but getting the actual results that come in from the clients so regularly, it just feeds me completely. Wow. Wow. So were you, were you self-aware for most of your journey about like what motivates you, what drives you, what's important to you in your life or not really? No. You know, you'd think after all these like years of therapy since I was a young kid and doing all these expensive coaching and training programs. You know, I I knew I was a very driven, dedicated, motivated individual. But it wasn't until I started doing this work that I realized I tied my entire sense of self-worth to what I achieved. And I had no idea like it, it I had no idea how destructive that was. On the outside, it seems great. It seems like, yeah, you want that as a business person. But all it takes is like, you know, if you don't achieve enough for for a month or if someone's doing better than you, you know, who's sitting next to you, your self-worth just, just, you know, completely takes a nosedive. And when you feel bad about yourself, you show up in the world differently. You don't want to connect to other people. You lose the connection. You don't feel confident when you're showing up and working with clients or being on sales calls or building your business or trying to empower your team. Mm. You lose motivation and you start to live more in a sense of like fear and scarcity because you just have this sense of self that because you've not achieved things, your sense of self just completely starts to self-destruct. And then you achieve something and then your sense of self goes up. But you're it's it's just it's all over the place. Roller There's coaster. Solid yeah. in who you are. And your sense of self is literally impacted by who you might sit next to at a luncheon or or a conference. Are they someone who's, you know, 10 years ahead and is doing better than you? Or are they someone who's just starting out and suddenly you feel good about yourself? <laughs> all like how you feel about yourself is dependent on all sorts of external things and let, you know, and that's dangerous. Yeah. 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 It is. Cause, um, you know, it's like when, when things are consistent, everything's all great. But if it, if it changes, if you're around, if someone is around someone who gets triggered, they trigger you like, or someone, um, then how fast can things turn around? How fast can things turn to chaos or shame or guilt or unworthiness and how fast that can ruin things, right? The com- common phrase is like, you know, reputation takes 20 years to, to be built, but it can, it can be ruined in like five minutes from, from a mistake. And people's emotions, I think, are similar, like volatile um, emotions and decisions that are made from people who have big egos, so to speak, and not e- egos in a bad thing, but people sure. who are dependent on the external results for, for their ego validation, uh, then that can like turn very, very not the right way, (laughs) not the best way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. So is there any type of person, Aaron, who uh, is more difficult to have their beliefs changed than others? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And we don't work with them. Um, Could, you know, could we? Yes. Um, But we choose not to. There's, there's two types. Um, the first one is someone who has a victim mindset. So someone who thinks that everything happens to them and they don't have an internal locus of control. So it's very much like so-and-so ruined my day. So-and-so made me feel unhappy and everything like the way they experience life is all about this person and that person. And I'm just unlucky and other people are lucky. Like somebody who's a very much a victim and doesn't own their experience in life, not fun to work with. We will not 
we we usually um, deny their applications um, very quickly. Uh, they take a lot of time, and they're not they're not fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's one type. And then what we found too is that we're working with the mind and um, a number of mental illnesses and things like addictions can mm -hmm. really hijack the way that the mind works. Yeah. And when um, something like that is going on, it's not that it makes it impossible, but it makes the work infinitely slower mm -hmm. and more tedious. And it's not always as impactful. So can it work? Yes. It sometimes just takes way longer and it's mm. more frustrating and it can be extremely expensive. So sometimes when people have things like um, severe addictions or mental illnesses, they really do need to go see proper medical care instead mm. of just kind of deprogramming a lot of the things that are causing them to get stuck in those patterns. Yeah. It's, it's powerful. And I think it's interesting because addictions in particular, you know, there's lots of things that people can be addicted to. They can be addicted to hiding, to avoiding, to numbing, drugs and alcohol, sex, you know, shopping. There's like so many things. So I think it's to what level is, is the addiction, does it have control over one's life? I think that there, there's probably a case by case basis that you look at, okay, like, are you, is your life totally run by this addiction or, you know, uh, do you, do you like just do it impulsively sometimes and it derails you, derails your progress, yes. you know? There's a difference between compulsion. So a lot of the, most of the people that we work with have compulsions and they go, I can't be a certain way. And mm. that could be something as simple as an entrepreneur saying, I can't stop working at night. Mm. I can't do it. Like I, I have this compulsion to keep working. That is different than an actual clinical addiction oh. where someone is so pinpointed on something that it doesn't matter what's going on. They will give everything up and destroy their life and relationships and their children for that one thing. And that is all they can, and they cannot stop themselves. Somebody who has a compulsion may do, you know, can stop themselves and it's not comfortable and they may have anxiety and not feel good about it. But mm. clinical addiction is a, is a, is truly a different beast altogether. Wow. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that there was a clinical addiction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very much so. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for that distinction. I know our audience, 99% of the people out there, uh, you know, bless the 1% of you who has that, you know, like, I hope you get the help that you need. <laughs> but 99%, they're like, hey, I really want to make a difference in my life. I want to change things. I want to, um, you know, break through whatever's been holding me back. I want to find out how to take those next steps. So Aaron, let's give them how they can take those next steps with you. What kind of resources, what kind of conversation uh, can they have to, to be able to break through? Sure. So I'm pretty active on Facebook still and um, post lots of stuff there. Um, stories about clients, um, tips and tricks, uh, stories from my personal life, lessons I've learned. So I post there regularly and, and, and very interactive with people who reach out and comment. Uh, also, though, like a really great resource is simply going to be our, our website, which is mindfixgroup.com. And on the site, we have a really, really long uh results page filled with videos and like I said like the snippets that clients write in talking about what they've been experiencing and the changes um, we also have a great case studies page that goes more in depth and tells the stories of a handful of clients uh, what they've experienced working with us um, we also at this point in time are still offering a 
a totally free one-hour video training that dives more into the interrelationship between beliefs and thoughts and emotions and behavior and possibility mm -hmm. and how all those things play together. Um, so there's a free course that anybody can go and sign up for and, and watch. Um, they just have to go to the site and click the free training button. I love it. I love it. So it's mindfixgroup.com. That's how they can go get that training and check out more of your stuff and results and different things like that. And then they can find you on uh, Facebook and your name is spelled E-R-I-N-P-H-E-I-L. They can send you a message, right? And it's uh, Aaron Fields. And LinkedIn. I forgot. LinkedIn and as well. I'm there over you go. there just not quite as much, but I'm starting to spend a bit more time. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And LinkedIn. And Aaron, this has been an absolute blast. I want to drive it home for the audience and just like give them the, the greatest takeaways, the final, you know, 60 seconds of, of fire that you want to leave our audience with. Let's bring it home. Cool. So my suggestion is that if you are stuck, if you have tried changing your behaviors and your habits and you are just going like nothing's working, I keep getting in my own way. I invite you to explore that you're meant that you're programming mm -hmm. and what's going on in your subconscious is actually what's keeping you stuck. Particularly what you believe to be true. So when you start to experience patterns or areas in your life, when you're stuck, ask yourself, what would I have to believe to be true in order to keep experiencing this over and over again? What you uncover is step number one towards getting rid of the pattern completely. Working with someone like us to eliminate the beliefs can happen. It's possible. It's done all the time. But you really do need to take the first step to figure out what do you want to change in your life? And then what would you have to believe to keep experiencing those patterns over and over again? Those two things alone give people insights that they've never had throughout their entire lives and help people start to see things in a totally different way. Mm, gold. And step zero that you said earlier, got to know what you want first. <laughs> yes. Very true. I love it. Erin, this is powerful. Uh, everyone who's listening, watching, definitely connect with Erin. She is a beautiful light, beautiful soul. And she's here to help you in your growth. And Erin, uh, I appreciate you being here and sharing this wisdom. And I love these questions. I love the, the thinking process that you've shared with us. And uh, keep blessing the world with your work and your gifts. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. You're welcome. We'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self. Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. 
If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.